You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday afternoon. And since it's Monday, you know it. It is time to talk about our health and fitness with fitness coach Nathan Solia. Nathan, it's great to see you this week. How are you doing? I'm awesome. I've had a great night's sleep. I've been having these, um, I've been doing these, um, um, uh, taping my mouth at nighttime and it's improving my sleep great, greatly. I feel good. You've mentioned that before. Um, for some of our listeners who don't really know what you're talking about, um, why are you taping your mouth shut? And hold that thought for one second because we're so close in getting this Facebook Live ready. I wouldn't want our listeners to miss out on uh, Facebook Live this afternoon. Hooray! Hooray! We are on Facebook Live. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Uh, fitness coach Nathan Solia joins us uh, this afternoon. Yes, so Nathan, off you go. Why are you taping your mouth shut when you sleep? Yeah, so... <laughs> That's a bit of a scary <laughs> thought, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so the whole, the whole concept behind it, the whole concept behind it is, is one, is when you breathe through your nose, you filter out, you filter out big particles. So it means that when you um, when you're sleeping on your pillow, you know, have you ever whacked your pillow and just seen all this dust come up from the, you know, from the pillow? Yes, like all the do it, and, and, and you know, you you yeah, well, yeah, it's like it, it's like little, it's 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 big particles. I mean, particles enough that you can actually see. And if you have it, you know, just sort of like in the in the in a ray of light coming in the window, and you whack your your pillow, you'll see this dust sort of rising up from your pillow. Well, that's what we're that's what we're breathing in when we're asleep and if you're breathing with your mouth open which is very easy to do when you're lying on your side or you have a time you have your you know, your mouth starts to sort of open up you might even start to drool well because you're doing that it, it means that you you are you are first of all taking in big particles but also when you're breathing through your nose you actually take in the right a uh, combination of oxygen and carbon dioxide and of course nitrogen and as well to optimize the um, uh, to to optimize your performance, but it also optimizes your sleep as well. And so I've been doing this over the last couple of days. I used to do it years ago, but I haven't done it lately. One thing that I, I sort of forgot about it. The other thing is, is like I ran out of tape. But I got some tape over the weekend, and over the last two nights, my sleep has improved greatly to the point where I'm going to bed and waking up before my alarm. So I highly recommend you guys out there is trying it. So all you do is get you get a surgical tape, tape around two centimeters. You get a little piece and you just put it across your mouth. Now, one caveat before you do that as well is maybe just put a little lip balm on the lips just so that way when you take it off in the morning, you don't rip you know half the skin off your lips. But just doing that before you go to bed and then sleeping, going to sleep and then going from there. I know some people sort of go, but what if my nose is blocked? Well, what you can do is you can practice this breathing technique with you. Breathe in, breathe out, hold your nose for as long as you can. And then when you're ready to breathe back in, you cover your mouth and you breathe your nose and you'll notice your, your nose will be clear. So that way you can actually do this, this method. So if you're a little bit scared, you can pay, take just a small piece and put it more across the middle of the lips. So that way, you know, you don't feel scared. You can easily take it off if you choose to. But me, I take the whole the whole mouth. 
I'm just intrigued because I've heard, I mean, my sister-in-law does that and she's talked about it a lot, but, you know, it sounds so appealing. I mean, sorry, it doesn't sound appealing when you tape your mouth, but it sounds so appealing. Everything else that goes with it, you know, better sleep, waking up earlier, feeling more... Um, it's just a scary thought that, you know, you're taping... I don't know. I know. It's just a scary thought of taping your mouth shut and then not being able to... Well, what if you need to breathe through your mouth? In the, I, I don't know, but, yeah, maybe I'm overthinking it. Because <laughs> your body will automatically well, just breathe through the nose. That's yeah. it. And, and, and just on that point is, is that we are supposed to breathe through our nose. Yeah. That's what our nose is for. So breathing through your mouth is actually ineffective. And what we found is when you breathe through your mouth, your head starts to come forward into forward posture, which can cause neck and shoulder pain. Yeah. So keeping the tongue against the roof of the mouth and breathing through your nose. And if you do have trouble breathing through your nose, then I would definitely get it checked out to see how you can actually improve the, the nasal passages. Yeah. Because otherwise you will start to get some neck and shoulder pain. Funny you say that because I feel like my nose is now the sole purpose of my nose is well to breathe, but also to hold up my face mask. <laughs> but I think sometimes I think sometimes I do sort of breathe through my mouth sometimes because it's just so hot. I mean, now, for our listeners right now, you can join us, uh, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio Three. I'm the only one in the studio, and I've still got a face mask on, and it's just sort of the the, the norm these days. So right, Nathan. So thank you so much for for that sharing. Um, for some of our listeners, get some surgical tape. Tape your your lips and perhaps you can explore breathing through your nose when you go to sleep so what are we talking about this afternoon we're talking about building muscles and gaining muscles and whether or not we should be lifting weights quickly or slowly is, is that sort of a, a, a long debate well it's it's a it's a very good one and when i when i heard your question i was like thinking wow you know what when i start training clients we really do start with slow movements to start with and the, the, the purpose of that is first to learn how to move correctly because, you know, just like driving a car, you need to learn how to drive slowly first before you drive really fast. And then secondly, it also taps into your stabilizers as well. So that way you stabilize each joint. Now, to be able to get your muscles to grow rapidly, we need to put it under not only a big load, but we also need to train it fast as an power. So on one end of the scale, you know, when I read this, I was like, but we need to do both of them. But really, if you are struggling to be able to gain, uh, gain you know, gain muscle, then um, the, the studies have shown that the best way to gain uh, uh, muscle is heavy and fast. So power, power is really important. So, uh, you know, if you guys are out there and you've sort of been doing, you know, the traditional weightlifting, which is a very... Um, you know, a count of 202 or, or even slower, 303, even though it's tougher, what you want to be able to do is to be able to get that muscle growth is, is heavy and fast. So um, it, it's, it's really important. And I was just reading sort of the stats on this and, and they were saying, you know, when you, uh, you know, when you uh, do it slowly, uh, muscle mass will increase anywhere between, you know, They'll, they'll anywhere between, you know, 10 and 11% in increase in their size. But if they do it with a faster tempo, they increase it by 39%. Wow. So it's quite a dramatic increase. 
Exactly. So, okay, when you say heavy and fast, isn't that sort of, are you more likely to injure yourself because there's less control uh, with, with the amount you lift? And, and you see bodybuilders, for example, in the gym and they have really big weights. I see them lifting it quite slowly and it's quite controlled. I, I don't know. What, what, what's your take yeah, on this? Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, and that's, yeah. And the thing is, is like when you, when you train bodybuilders, and I've trained bodybuilders in the past, I'm not, you know, I'm not the, you know, the, 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 the best trainer to be able to train bodybuilders. But what I do know is, is a lot of bodybuilders train their muscles from slow to fast. Ah. So that way they get a, a wide, a wide uh, a range of stimulation through their muscles. So they'll have a, um, uh, they'll, they'll have a, a slow tempo, high reps, and then they'll, to uh, a low tempo, uh, uh, sorry, uh, a, a fast tempo, low reps. And so that way they get a wide range of different type of muscle fiber, muscle fiber. So just for your listeners, so they understand, you know, you've got three types of muscle fiber. You've got type one, which is, which is slow and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and, um, and long to fatigue. And it takes, and it doesn't take long to recover. They're like your aerobic, you know, the aerobic type muscles. So, you know, if you go for a walk or a run, you'll find that you can recover quite quickly. And then you've got type two, type two A muscle fiber, which is a hypertrophy, which is generally the, the majority of the muscles that we have a lot, we, we generally have a lot of, and they're the hypertrophy muscles. They're the ones that get you really big. And then you've got the type two B, which is the heavy and, and, and powerful muscle, which generally you don't have a lot of, but if we train through all three of these types of muscle fibers, then we get a full, well-rounded muscle fiber. So generally, how um, most people train uh, when they're trying to cha- uh, trying to get a size is is they'll go for volume, and they're going for heavy, and they're trying to go for as many sets as they can. Um, and generally, their rep range is anywhere between eight and twelve. But it's quite interesting that the research saying that, you know, it has to be quite, it has to be relatively fast, like a, you know, like a power, you know, if, if you're, you're slamming something into the, into the floor or, you know, or you're doing a, um, you know, a, a really fast bench press or a really fast squat or a, even a plyometrics will also build muscle more than uh, slow and, uh, you know, a, a slower weight. And generally with a slower weight as well, you're not going to load the bar up as much as what you could if you were um, uh, if you were doing it really fast. But back to your point about whether you get injured or not, absolutely, you know, you've got more chance of getting injured doing the fast tempo than you have going doing a slow. So what? how I train clients is, is that I always start with the, with the slow in a low load at the beginning. So that way they learn, first of all, that technique. Then you're not loading up the joints as much. You're teaching them, um, you're, you're teaching them great technique. And then you slowly build that up to a medium sort of tempo, which is like either a two, one, two. And then you get into the power, which is one, zero, one. But you better make sure that you are stable on that joint before you go to the power. So yes, the, the, the stats say that you know fast and um, heavy is best to be able to gain muscle mass, but it also is the dangerous way as well. So make sure that if you are thinking of, you know, oh, how do I build muscle real quick? You've got that foundation first and make sure that foundation is, is like that stability, um, that endurance um, and, and that, that, um, uh, that strength around the joint. 
And so if you do have a joint problem, then maybe this is something that you can build up towards. But just keep in mind that the best way to be able to build muscle is actually going to that um, heavy and fast tempo. Yeah. Um, of course, bodybuilding is one extreme. What if it's just sort of regular people who perhaps just want stronger legs? For example, if you're going hiking or if you're going walking and, you know, leg fatigue is something that we often hear, oh, you know, they're so sore. How can we go about, is it the existing muscles that's not strong enough? Or should we be building more, I don't know, calf muscles so that we feel less fatigue when we're exercising? And how should we go about d- d- doing that, gaining muscle in, in that way? Well, that, you know, the thing is, is like we have like, um, you know, I remember Arnold Schwarzenegger saying you need to shock the muscle and shock the muscle and shock the muscle to get to get big. Right. Um, And and the 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 the, what he's getting at is, is like, you know, if your body's not used to and we'll just take hiking, for example, if your body's not used to hiking and you're sore the next day, then your body's not used to hiking. You know, it's it's going to be sore. So, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. What the exercise is, yeah. Could be cycling. Yes. It could be cycling. You know, and the thing is, is like it's a different movement pattern. So cycling is a very different movement pattern to running or to walking or to swimming. So, you know, each of those ones are going to be a different load on the body. And, you know, I don't know if you saw the, um, there was a write up in the South China Morning Post of the fittest CEO in the world. And one of the things he just said, and it makes, you know, it's something that, you know, I, I, I think, a big reason why personal trainers do so well and get people results is is, a, is variation is key. And if you have variety, your body is never going to adapt to it. Now, you, I do believe that you still need to build a, um, uh, a, a the, the goal to be able to have them adapt to the ex, to the exercise. So, for example, doing any, anywhere between two and six weeks of the same training that you've been given. So that way you're not getting, um, so that way your body starts to adapt to it. But you also need to make sure that you're changing that program on a regular basis. So that way you shock the muscle and shock the muscle and shock the muscle, right? So that's where you want to really, you know, you really want to focus on. And, you know, you know, the the tempo, what I was saying before, it can be anywhere between, you know, uh, anywhere between two and six seconds. That's, that's relatively fast enough. And when you said that, you know, you've seen people and they're doing it really, really slow. Well, you won't find many people doing any more than like a six-second rep, right? So they'll start at the top and they'll go one, two, three, and then they'll drive back up. Maybe a four-second, five-second, you know, rep tempo count. Uh, but if we're keeping that, then then that way we're, we're going to really tap into to optimizing the muscle size. Yeah. Um, well, Nathan, as a personal trainer and somebody who has been in the fitness industry for a very long time, who are the, uh, you know, what are some of the reasons of why people want to gain muscle? I mean, we talked about bodybuilder, that that's one extreme, but it could just be regular people who just want to look leaner, who want to lose weight. I mean, what are some of the common reasons that you've come across? Well, the, the main thing is is that you, they they want to they want to lose weight and they want to shape their bodies better. The, the biggest problem with um, with cardio is even though you will lose weight with cardio, the only problem is is that the muscles will not grow, so that gives that nice shape, right? So you know if if you want to you know if you if you want to be able to get not only leaner but also a shapelier body. 
if you grow the muscles, just say for for women, for example, if we were able to grow the uh, the, the the size of their, their their bum or the size of their legs, then it gives it a much more shapelier look. You know, is there a word called shapelier? Yeah, more, more shaped, a more shaped look. So that way, you know, this body looks like uh, an athletic body, a more you know a more toned body. But if you just do cardio, the cardio will only it will not only shrink, it will take off body fat, but also lose muscle mass. So this person will continue to look exactly the same way, but their body shape will uh, sorry their body shape will stay the same way, but they'll just lose size. If you look at if you look at sprinters, the sprinter's body, and th- this is an extreme because you know generally sprinters' bodies are big and athletic. But then you look at a um, uh, if you look at a a, um, a long distance runner, they're usually lean and skinny, but their posture will be poor when they're doing the run, the long distance running. Whereas the athletic sprinter, they're long and they're tall. Their shoulders are back, you know. Their mm. their their bum is is you know is is toned, and in the in the back of the legs, you've got that sort of like um that curved part at the back of the legs. So um. You know, doing muscle, doing doing strength training is a great way of of being able to give that body a, a, a nice shape. And we know that when you do build muscle, it is like an engine in a car that you instead of going instead of having an engine in your car, just say it's a four cylinder. I hope your your mem- you know, your your listeners are are sort of imagining this a four cylinder car, which is a small motor. When they start doing weight training, they start building this muscle into an eight cylinder car. And we know when we have a bigger engine, we burn more body fat. And because of the shape of the muscles, you know, when you get shape on your shoulders, when you get shape on your chest and your, and your waist and your bum and your legs, it gives a really nice shape to it. So, you know, not everyone, not everyone's a, um, you know, a hundred meter elite runner or, or, or uh, you know, or you're looking for sports performance. People are just looking for just, just feeling better, looking better. Yes. You know, yeah, tone physique, feeling, you know, feeling more energetic. So, you know, a great way of being able to train, and I was talking this yesterday, is it's like, you know, 95%, 98% of my clients, all they want to do is they just want to feel better. They want to look better. Mm-hmm. They want to, you know, be able to do things that, you know, that, that um, they've been trying to do for a while and just haven't been able to do or, or just maintain uh, a level of, of fitness and, and also because the thing is, is like as we get older, we start gaining more body fat, we lose muscle mass. So we actually start to age because we're losing muscle mass, we're losing bone density, we're gaining, we're gaining body fat. But as you're younger, we actually have a lot more muscle mass, we have a lot more bone density, and we have a lot more strength through our joints, and yet we have less muscle, uh, le- less body fat. So what we're trying to do with weight training, this is trying to reverse this process or slow down this process so that way we gain more muscle strengthen our bones and our joints and as a consequence we start to lose body fat and then when we do that then we reverse the age clock and so if if i was to give your your um, your listeners a very easy way of being able to achieve this is as they do two days a week of weight training and two days a week of cardio and so they just alternate it and and that would be something i hate to say that's the bare minimum but you've got to remember, we are people that's supposed to move. You know, we, we, we are made to move. We have two hands, two legs. We're supposed to move. So we need to move on a daily basis. If you're not moving on a daily basis, start moving for a start. 
And then to optimize, you know, that, like I said, that lean part is getting that strength of two days a week and two days of cardio. Yes, well said, Nathan. Finally, remind our listeners once again, are you on social media? I know you've got lots of free resources on your YouTube channel as well. How can we find out oh, more yeah, about yeah. your Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, work? I, just, I just released a new video on my YouTube channel about shoulder rehabilitation. Uh, it's um, Elite Personal Training in Hong Kong. And then you can also get some of these on my Instagram, IGTV as well, which is um, Elite PT Studio. And you can get me on Facebook uh, as well as Elite PT Studio. Or if you're on LinkedIn, you can go to Nathan Sawlier. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Nate, and I look forward to more chats with you next week. Thank you so much, Nathan. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye thank for you. now.